as you can see, uh, we're talking about Lisa Johnson. Uh, we're going to have her family on. I ran across a story a couple of weeks ago uh, from uh, Patricia Harrison, uh, a friend on Facebook that was talking about my niece did not commit suicide. She was murdered. So I read the story, and you can find the story on my page. So I'm going to bring her on. Um, I have the family of um, uh, of Lisa Johnson on, uh, Miss Pat. Unfortunately, she's going to be by phone. So I'm going to let her tell her part, then I'm going to bring the family in. And we're, we're trying to get help um, from the police department to reopen this case. It's out of Seattle, Washington, King County, Washington. And let me bring Miss Pat in. Miss Pat, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kurt Dong. I really appreciate you having us on tonight. Um, it's, it's such a, an honor and a privilege to have a Facebook friend that that's reaching out and going beyond the call of duty. And we certainly appreciate because you don't have to do this. But um, but all that being said, though, I. I I just want to reflect. I, I just can't sleep at night thinking about what has happened to, to my niece. It's almost like she was snatched from our lives. Um, I don't know if, if everybody knows, but it was uh, on a Tuesday night after work. She decided to go play bingo. And, you know, uh, you, you don't expect anything to happen to you. When you just go out and play bingo. But in the midst of this bingo, I mean, this turned her life and ours all around. Uh, of course, she was found uh, dead under a bridge uh, a few days later, which uh, put us in shock. But even more so is the fact that when the medical examiner from the uh, King County where they found her body and reported it was a suicide drug that just blew us away. A, a suicide? My niece was never under any circumstances. She was too jovial. She was a happy-go-lucky person. She, was, she had a responsible job. And then to, to say that they were late suicide, and his rationale was that, uh, well, the police told them, well, it looked like suicide. So that caused us even to be more upset, and my, my brother had gone to Pierce County originally after she had been missing for 24 hours, and uh, had reported to, to Pierce County, and then after we had some discussion with those detectives, they had the audacity to say that, well, could it be possibly that she was just, uh, and had a good time gambling and took all her money and decided that when she lost it, all the money, then, uh, in turn, she committed suicide. Okay. Uh, so that's the story of what's going on. That's the reason why we're doing this broadcast tonight. I'm actually going to bring the parents in and then I'm going to bring the brother and sister and also um welcome to the show mr and mrs larry um miss um harrison have said exactly how we became uh friends and stuff and how i found out about the story um introduce yourself to to the audience and and tell them what what have transpired uh throughout this whole situation with your daughter. Okay, I'm Larry Johnson. I'm Billy Johnson, her mom. And uh, like, like my sister said, on the 25th, she went to play bingo. Um, and then my daughter, uh, my twin daughter, Nisha, uh, showed up, but she called me. They let me know that she was sitting in, in the driveway on uh, uh, the 27th in the morning. 
and she was crying saying Lisa didn't come home. So we uh, called Pierce County and started the missing persons at three in the morning. And then from that point on, uh, we were on the road going to the casinos, looking through the parking lot, looking in the casino uh, halls for my daughter, uh, my Anisha and I. And uh, we didn't see a car, didn't see her, see any signs of her. And we tried to think where she would be. And uh, I notified my son and the rest of the family. And then my son called a plane. He was here uh, the, the next, next day. And from that point on, uh, no, he, excuse me, let me rephrase that. Uh, my son arrived on the, the, the day of her being reported by the Seattle police that her body was found, uh, which was the 29th. That's the day that my son arrived. And from that point on, uh, we were all over Seattle and, and looking at the place where they found her, uh, trying to find any kind of video, uh, any any kind of cameras, and and of course her car was nowhere to be found. Um, after so much uh, uh, investigating by my son and myself and my daughter, um, a week or so later after. Uh, the Pierce County, well, yeah, excuse me, let me back up again. Uh, King County released her to the mortuary because we could not view her at the mortuary, at, at, the, at, at the medical examiners. We could not view her there. So we had to view her at the mortuary. Uh, we got the bag with uh, the items that were found at the scene. And we turned those over to the Pierce County without opening so that they could dust for any kind of fingerprints or whatever um, and and try to do any kind of recovery of her phone information, which we were uh, not able to. So we even contacted the, the phone company and, and tried to get them to retrieve any messages because I know I left voice messages. My daughter left voice messages. The whole family left voice messages. And none of them showed up in her voice message on her phone. So uh, it's, it's a possibility someone had access to her, to her voice message and deleted them. That's possible, yes. Okay. I'm going to bring um, your son and your daughter in also because um, I know both of them really have done a lot of investigation that the police did not do themselves. And yes. I'm going to bring them in. Welcome to the show, Larry and Nisha. Hey, how you doing? doing Thank good. you. Um, so your dad was just telling us about y'all taking the um, – property to the uh to the sheriff's office to have them to examine them and uh they left voice message that was that wasn't on her, her phone anymore and go ahead can you hear me okay now my name is lisa johnson um yes um, talk up baby yes Pull your card a little bit closer to your mouth. Um, Do you, yeah. you have a mic on you? Is it a mic on there? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Be close to the laptop. Can you hear me out? A little bit better. Okay. Try taking your earphones out, and um, maybe you that'll know? work. 
Take your earphones out of the computer. Can you hear me now? Yes, a little bit better. Yes. So, um, I'll just, I guess I'll start on my side of the story. Yes, I did. Um, I was in a parking lot with my parents' home, 3 o'clock in the morning, 27. And I asked me, did we say, and came home. We found out on the 29th that everybody was found. Um, my research with my dad before my brother had married on the day we thought she was dead, or passed away, was that we went on Google computers and we researched the company that she goes to the service, and that's where it showed there were no voicemails, no messages. It was a week later after they found her, you know, for the acquisition of her items from the mortuary home, or reduced it to Pierce County, we got a voicemail from So the so the cell phone the uh, voicemail had been deleted. The, the icons, the icons, the icons. weren't present. Weren't okay. present, let so you some... know that there's a voicemail. But the voicemails, if you went to the voicemail servicing and directly dialed that, then the voicemails were all there and appeared. Okay. But looking at the phone surface itself, the icons were not visible. There were no texts. There were no voicemail icons. There was nothing. It was like it had been wiped. So someone basically listened to the voicemail and just didn't do it. And also, um, I read in a report, I believe Ms. Pat told me that uh, uh, her money was taken out of her bank account out of several ATMs. Um, and the police didn't find that suspicious either. Um, I, I'll chime in. Again, that's where I did some research with my father. We were able to access her account, and we saw there were certain transactions happened. And we, I thought that was very odd because we looked at the transactions and we added them up, and it shows that her account was wiped out. She was a responsible person, and there was a certain amount that she would not touch. Like I say, because Rick was going to be doing, she would never touch that amount. And I don't know. Again, I've seen all those transactions. Shows the account was wiped clean, and that was not my sister. She would not like that account. She would have left that rent money in our account or her account. Okay. That was kind of suspicious there too. And. And what happened when the uh, parking garage called to, um, I know the story, but um, I would like for y'all to talk about what happened when the parking garage called and left the message and everything. Um, All right, one more. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. One more. All right. We got the, the phone back. Again, we were trying to preserve it for uh, for the police. But the, while we were messing with it, the, with preserving, the, we a voicemail came in on through the phone. So the caller assumed that she was still alive because at that time her, her vehicle had been missing for like a week. So they left a message saying, "Hey, Miss Johnson, you know your vehicle is in our garage. You know, would you, you uh, we contact you to let you know if you do not pick it up by so and so time, we will have it towed. You know, what are your intentions? What do you want to do with the vehicle?" And again, I was just going through the phone. Just as coincidence, trying to figure out if we can get anything out of the phone that help help with the investigation, and then came across that voicemail that came that Sunday. Once we got it, which is like nine o'clock at night, we called the uh, King County Police or Seattle Police, let them know, hey, I just got a message saying my sister's car. We've been looking for the car for almost eight days, trying to locate the car. Okay. I just got the tip that the car may be in this garage. Can you please send a patrol unit down to go investigate? It's uh, several phone calls. Uh, they got in. Finally, about two hours later, verified it was a vehicle that we've been looking for because I've got people all over the state of Washington looking for this vehicle. They took the vehicle, 
into their uh, forensic room or their investigation room. They got it towed and took it there and told they would hold on to it, which they basically hold on to it for two days for 48 hours before they released it to a public auction or public, uh, excuse me, public impound yard before it went to the auction yard. While they had the car, they told us they were photographing it. So the assumption was they were doing a thorough investigation from top to bottom for as far as forensics. You no, know, we contacted the Pierce County detective that we've been working with and let him know, left several messages, said, hey, the car is up in King County's forensic, forensic lab. They want to know what you want to do with it next. They're willing to hold on to the, to the car as a favor to the family and look through it to see what they can find. And we, at that time, we didn't know specific details on what they had found in the car. We just know they were supposed to be looking through it and taking photos of it. And our understanding was they were going to do the top to bottom investigation, which they did not. They, no, the car was released 48 hours. We got a phone call saying, hey, we've had your car. We're going to release it to a public uh, impound yard. And, and at that point, no, the car becomes available for any Joe to touch it and, and manipulate anything. Because we still were uncertain what the police had done with it when they had it in their 48-hour window. They had it under their control before they released it to a public yard. Okay. What type of condition was the car in when y'all that's picked the, it up? That's the thing. We, we, the first time we saw the car were through photos when it got to the auction yard. That whole, let's say, week, two weeks, when it got there on the 8th, 9th, 10th, we had not seen that vehicle. We did not see vehicles until, like, I want to say five, six days later, or seven days later, when the bank... And the repo man sent pictures to us to verify, hey, this, this is this is the car. And that's the first time we saw pictures they took when they were doing their duties, picking the car up from the garage and the car, picking the car up from the police uh, evidence room. Okay. I mean, my parents, their, my sister and my father didn't physically put hands on the vehicle and see the vehicle until uh, y'all had the date. Um, I don't have the date here. But it was some time before they actually got to actually touch the car. Oh, okay. And was the, so, go ahead. Dad, are you going to speak about the damage, Nisha? Um, like I said, we. I, I see my. I see your car every morning when I wake up. So we got the pictures from the banks and the repo guys' pictures. My brother says, and he said, there's damage to our car. And I'm like, how can that be? Her car is in pristine condition. He showed me, and I'm like, then something something wrong because that should not be there. And she looked, and I saw the car on the 25th, and that's why I saw the car. It was in pristine condition. There was no damage to our car. Uh, I do know, um, we know that from the pictures, there was some damage to the back window. Over the wheel well. There was damage to the rear passenger window, and there was damage to the rear and forward right fenders. Okay. Like 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 it had brushed up against something, a truck something. Minor damage on the left mirror and the driver's front fender. Most of it was on the right, minor on the left. There was damage, and. My concern was when we reported the car to King County or Seattle Police, why were we called saying that there was damage to the car? Okay. So, did it look like she possibly had an accident, or did it look like someone could have broken into her car? Well, next. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dad. Go ahead. To me, the, the damage over the wheel, well, means that uh, the, the car was struck by something because it was a pretty good indentation, at least the size of a softball and, and uh, a bunch of scrapes. And the rear right passenger, uh, passenger uh, the, the door that, would, that was broken into broke the glass out. The door was so, something went wrong with the door because it wouldn't open, no matter how much pressure you applied to open the door, you could not open that door, even using the remote uh, locking mechanism of the car. 
So it was damaged to, to where we're no. So, uh, but once we got the car from the auction place, uh, we noticed that there was a parking receipt in the the car that the police should have discovered when they had the car in their possession. And the ticket was dated the 26th, which means her car was in the garage on the 26th and her body was found on the 29th. And it was almost four miles distance between where they found her and where her car was found. I don't think anybody in their right mind would walk four miles. Well, she wasn't a, a, a walker. Now, I know it, it took me a while just to walk a mile by practicing for a week. And she wasn't a walker. And she was heavy set. So how could she walk for a mile? Uh, and I'd like to also say the bingo hall she was going to, well, we were shown we were told that they couldn't show us her going to that bingo hall, but they showed us another place that she was to go to. They said she went to. And I, I don't see why you couldn't show a, a parking lot, what's going on in a parking lot. They showed the second one to us they said she was going to. And then they showed where she had left the parking lot. She was driving her car. That that just really not understandable right there. Parking lots have cameras all the time. Yeah, especially at a casino, they should have had cameras in the parking lot. Yes. Um, so that's... Um, Go ahead. And like they were saying, they can't do this because of the inside. But that was outside. That was not inside. Uh, the, 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 the first casino bureau hall, they refused to give up any camera vantage points to the fam because they would give up advantage points to the casino based on security risk. Hmm. So they did show us video footage of the parking lot from the second casino. That they, they it, said she went to. Yeah, she, that was the last casino, no, known location before the video footage of her that was recorded at the time was that casino. Because she basically went to a bingo hall, casino, and then to another casino. And we were only provided video footage of the second casino, the last casino that she went to. Okay, now the receipt that, that was found in the car for the parking, do y'all still have that receipt, the date and time of it? Yeah, you have the date and time. Okay. Um, so basically, the reason why we're doing this show tonight is because, and I, yeah, we'll hit on that also, um, because King County, as soon as uh, um, they seen the body, they said it was a suicide. Now, the car was parked almost four miles away. The car made it to the parking garage on the 26th mm-hmm. and, and she supposedly walked four miles to jump off of a bridge and yeah. they don't they don't add up no. damage done to the car and some un- unexplained damage so um what was your dealing with the investigator and if you know his name um if you know his name definitely Call it out because we need to name drop. That was which name drop. I'm on here. Okay. I don't. I don't bite my tongue. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, well, well. I don't Go bite ahead. my tongue on here. So, um, if you have his name, we could definitely call it out, and we will get in contact <laughs> with his supervisor. That's up to you if you want to share it or not. Um, well, I, I don't. You. I don't mind. Well. What wouldn't you want us to say at this time that might a, mess with the investigation? Uh, as for the investigation, we know it's been a poor investigation. And what what I feel that we need is someone higher up to to investigate this. And 
Here, here in Dallas, we have a uh, community police review board here in Dallas. So um, what what we need to do, and the reason why that board is all set up for the police is not policing the police, if you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying. So, oh, yes. Uh, um, well, I, oh, I thought he was... Uh, yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I don't mind sharing. You know, it's, uh, it's up to you. It's up to you. If um, if, it, if it helps uh, shine a light and and get anything done, I, I want things done. Okay. Because the thing is, someone else may be listening that actually have had some dealings with this particular investigator, mm -hmm. and it would shine light on him. Okay. But okay. That, but if you don't want to drop the name, that's fine. You can tell me offline. I'll do it later. Yeah. Uh, that's so, okay. so, so, uh, uh, the Seattle investigator that we have spoken to only on the phone because we have never had a face to face with that person is uh, uh, Sergeant Detective Nelson. Okay, it's with the Seattle police. Uh, now, um, he's only called us, I think, at all the communications for us, uh, maybe two or three times. That was it. Um, and I thought that I would have got a little bit more feedback because we even went as far as paying for an additional autopsy out of the family pocket. Okay. And uh, the he looked at the same uh, items that the first, the medical examiner looked at, and and uh, and then he wrote down his findings, and he took additional swabs and 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 clippings that the medical examiner CL did not, because he says uh, we have different criteria. So since uh, it was labeled suicide. They don't do clippings of the of the nails and and hair and and certain swabs because they marked it down as a suicide. If it was a homicide, they would have done a different autopsy. Okay, who 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 called it a suicide? Um, and the reason the, the first officer on the scene, which was a police officer, uh, uh, you know, one one of the actual officers. Uh, medical investigator. Not the, not the medical investigator. This was the actual officer. Uh, he was the one when he filled out the form said that uh, she looked homeless and it looks like a suicide. So it, the medical uh, the medical examiner's investigator was there as well. Okay. That was one of the hardest things of all for me to hear was that she was transit. She was put in a place I didn't at first, I thought it was above the hill where she had went down. And one of the detectives told me that it was where transits were. I, I said, wait a minute. Uh, I thought this was a more, you know, upper class, you know, wealthier people where she was. Not that she was where transit was. And even on certain reports. It got that they thought she was a transit. And I told him, she dressed well. She was a nice looking young lady and she kept herself well. And she wore braids. They weren't braids, but they were the coil type hair, natural hair coils in her hair. And I told him, she just had natural hair. She didn't process her hair. Yes, we do, but we didn't. She didn't do that at the time. She had changed to wearing her natural hair in coils, mm. and for them to tell us she was transient, that and, and for somebody to give that assumption right off the bat, they were going that way. That she she was just a throwaway. No, and I told him no, she wasn't. Now let me ask you this. Um... By any chance, do you know the first officer on the scene name? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, 
It was a patrol officer that responded to the scene from the phone call from the construction workers. Uh, name is Sidiris. If you don't have it now, you can send it to me later on because what we're going to do is, um, and I'm hoping everyone that is listening right now to the show, please share this with your friends. Um, you never know who may hear this that can help this family out to get closure. So please share uh, with anybody that you know. Uh, this is a real life event where it's um, uh, just imagine if it was your loved one. You will want closure because you know the things that have been said about her by her appearance they automatically assume that she was a transit. And yeah. he wasn't. So that's why it's important. Go ahead. Um, yeah. Um, again, when we were doing an investigation in the area, where they found her, we did come across some other people. I can barely hear you. Yeah, man, you got to speak up. We can barely hear anything you're saying. That was the first thing that came out of one of the workers, construction workers' mouth was, oh, we thought she was homeless. And I got upset. 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 I got is what he did once um once he got the body um whatever exam he was gonna do uh and tell us what the results of that was So they refused to test to yes. test everything. Yes. yes. So let me make sure I'm saying this right and correct me if I'm wrong. So y'all paid him out of pocket to do a second autopsy. Yes. And he refused to get him tested. What no. He- no, no. He, the the, uh, med- the pathologist that we paid handed the samples to the detective. To the detective. To the detective. Detective Nelson. Yes. And the detective said, since both pathologists said the same thing, there was no need to test the samples. Why would why would he say it's the same thing if he haven't tested anything? Well, that's what we said, too. They're they're saying there's no criminal act that they right now. There's no evidence of a criminal act. So there's no justification to use those man hours and resources to run it as a homicide investigation since the medical conclusion has deemed it a suicide. So basically, Detective Nelson is basically the judge of this, not finding out exactly what happened to Lisa. And that's the reason why I got involved with the story, because we need to share this story for the simple fact that officer should not be the one making that decision. Y'all paid this medical examiner to to do the test, he should be the one to make that decision. He should have ran the test because you paid for it. And what is, by any chance, like I said, I don't bite my tongue, 
what is the medical examiner officer name because at this point if y'all paid him and he didn't do what what y'all paid him for he'd need to be held accountable also uh, he did he did the full homicide get up it was when the, the you have to keep the chain of custody intact so the medical exam we paid did the full get up from a through z which we assumed the first examiner was going to do and did not do okay now where the the chain because these are all links and chains in order to keep chain of custody has to be either held with the state appointed pathologist or given to a, a, a official law 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 officer when it got transferred over to the law officer that's when it stopped getting getting progress anymore because the law officer took into account what the medical examiner's findings were and then they made the call saying there was no there is no underlying criminal act for them to investigate so there was no justification to run the man hours to process those samples okay so where do you finish my concern is and maybe i'm saying too much but say well you know we've been talking to peers and team and i I would think they would communicate with each other saying that the family is noticing oddities and her timeline so can this be tested why are they so quick to close the case Okay. Okay. It's. I don't understand why they wouldn't test it. That officer, if he was the one in charge to do it, detected Nelson, should have done his job and tested. The only thing that come to my mind is they prefer to rule it a suicide to keep the murder rate down. That's the only thing I can think of. So. Um, that's why I've done some, some reaching out to some people, um, to a couple of senators up there and, um, uh, Ms. Uh, Jennifer from Senator Karen Kistler, uh, she actually responded back pretty quick. I also called the governor office and they kind of gave me the run around. So, um, so I know miss uh jennifer been in contact with you and she sent you some information so definitely follow up with that uh for we could try to get this ball on the road to get this case reopened and as for the listeners um what we're asking for is to flood the um the mayor office uh reach out to her uh jenny e durkin is that, that correct is that her name jennifer uh, Jenny Durkin. Um, that's the mayor of Seattle. Oh yeah. Uh, um, and reach out to her. Uh, flood uh, emails. Uh, Jenny Durkin at Seattle dot gov. Our call our office. Call our office two zero six six eight four four thousand and and demand that this case is reopened to get this family closure. What was the number again, Kurt? Uh, 206-684-4000. Her email is jenny.durkin, D-U-R-K-A-N, at seattle.gov. And she also have a Twitter, at Jenny. Um... So let's flood her email, her Twitter, her office on tomorrow and force them to reopen up this case to bring his family closure. Um, Cal over at the governor office, he seemed like he really wasn't interested. And I also pointed that out to Jennifer uh, when she called me back and she said she was going to give them a call. So um, anything else we left out that that people need to know about about Lisa. I've seen the picture at least, and she seemed like she was pretty happy on the pictures I seen that was online. So um, to hear the the story that Miss Pat wrote, it should be on my, my page. Um, take ten minutes to read it. It's give you a lot more information than than what I'm able to tell and what. It go into pretty much a lot of details. Now the problem is the car have damage to it. 
The car was found almost four miles away from her. And they immediately said it was a suicide. It just don't add up. Not not somebody coming from a loving family and someone that had a pretty good life. And then a bank account had charges on it that they didn't recognize it until it was cleaned out. So uh, let's help this family. Uh, send this out to everyone that you know. And let's help them to get closure. And just share it with all your friends and ask your friends to reshare it because we definitely need to put a spotlight on this um that that is the seattle police department in king county washington um anything else y'all want to add or you want to say she was found 50 miles 50 miles up north from her home she was unaccounted for for three days three nights well, she her car has been there from the 26th, hasn't moved from the garage, and her body's found on the 29th. That makes no sense for her to be that far away and to be unaccounted for. She kept in constant communication with her sister and her parents, and she no communication, no anything for three whole days, three whole nights yeah. before she was early morning. Yeah, one of the detectives told me she was just wandering around for three three days. Missing, missing, an adult missing is not a crime. No, and and, and that's what they do. They just let people, if it was something wrong or somebody, they just let them be there for that long and don't help them to call or whatever. And also she went down a toll. They showed us about the casino, her going in and then leaving that parking lot. But when they showed us another clip, uh, it showed us going down a toll. And the only thing we could see was the license plate, and they said it was. I I, uh, I don't know that we verified that, but uh, and, and you can only see, like you can only see the headrest on those cars when somebody is driving forward, and you trying to look for the license plate. And even so, if it was, uh, I was figuring they'd get a picture somewhere. Well, most toes once you go through that booth. Um, if you have to stop and pay it, normally cameras up there, they oh. have different cameras also. I don't know about up there, but I know in Texas they do. Mm-hmm, that's oh. what I thought too. Up, up there, the, the, the tolls are, there is a, there is a, a snapshot that they have automatic tolls. It's a sensor. All this automation when you're coming on or off. The cameras they have, they, they take pictures of the license plate. But the actual camera cameras are only accident cameras for a live up-to-date feed for emergency responders and fire departments, police departments. They okay. for direction, but they don't record. They don't have recording capability. The only recording capabilities are the speed cameras and the the entry and exit cameras that show you coming on and off the toll. Excuse me. So they only and they only take a picture of the license plate. They don't take a picture of the vehicle. So in order for them to have a clear shot of the whole vehicle, they'd actually have to be watching it live real time. From the accident cams are on, on that on that uh northbound stretch of road. No. Okay. But the point about the tow is, uh, I mean, what it all boils down to, like my brother had said, I mean, she went to areas that she went to areas that she normally doesn't go to. Cut that. Cut that. So that was very odd. Why you need? Oh, can you hear me now? Can you hear me? No. Okay. Odd because it's like. Why would she go, you know, why would she go to Seattle? Why would she go on this show? Those are just abnormalities in her timeline, and that's why we want this case open. This was not her process from normal. Behavior. Go, to, go to these places. And I know once we did give them the phone, the detective, they said they found a place that she was searching that she had no interest in. She don't visit this place. Never been there that I knew of. And um, it was of no interest to her. And also, it was like something some some other people that I had heard this may have been their great interest. But like Nisha even told me, they never asked us us to give them a list of names 
they put it in a manner to her that did she have somebody that was mad at her or something like that? They didn't say, give us a list. Let us get these names and that name, you know, like that. And so there's still a list of names that and, and people they haven't contacted because it wasn't presented to her nor any of us in a matter that we are researched this for you. Give us a list. Let us know. And I, I, I try to express to the family that that never was presented to us. And I thought that was always done. Now, at one time, they did ask her about, about two of them that I know of. Okay. And that was all. Yeah, it, go ahead. Go ahead. I just said, just add, I know we had, she was found in a rich neighborhood, 50 miles up north in a very rich neighborhood. There was Porsches, Ferraris, you know, high end cars from the bridge, because it's a dog walk bridge, a big park, but the houses are high end. She didn't know anybody yeah. that's, that owns a Porsche or Ferrari or lives in that area, but it's a nice upper class area of Seattle, is where she was found. Yeah. yeah okay. no. And then, I'm informed that below there's where Francis lived down there, yeah. you, you know, and she had, she had a job, she had a family, she had a nice apartment, and she, she dressed well. Well, I, I think it, I, I don't know, I think it was a setup. Whoever was involved knew to go there, and this is what's going to be said because she's going to be there. You know, my guess is that I mean we we all wear jumper suits, okay, warm ups and stuff. That does not make you a homeless person if you're wearing brown. Uh, the girls both have have a brown warm up suit. Each one of them, they bought them at the what was it Walmart or whatever store they bought them at. So these are exercise clothes. Everybody wears them. Why would you say she's homeless? Wear because she she's wearing warm ups and her clean. hair her hair is natural. Um, That's the African American way, you know. We our women are beautiful people. If they want to go natural or no hair at all or curly hair, that is their option, and that does not mean that they are homeless people. And that's true. And that's definitely true. And that's. Then what? You have to talk that baby. We want a full report done. It's treated like a homicide or a murder. Because if exactly. you wander in that area, someone in that community is going to have footage. Where is that footage? Did you go to the door? door? No, we had to go to the door, door and ask. And uh, the night uh, when they, they said the car was there, they were having an opera. She had no interest in opera. We know that. And so there was and so it had to be some people around. Did they ask people from the work that we had seen so far? We don't even know if they asked around or what. Since it, it would have been crowded at that time, because those are very usually very crowded events. That's that. That's definitely um, heart wrenching that that y'all are having to deal with this, and and in today's society, when you have um, other cases come out that they claim was suicide, but come to find out, at least one of them wasn't, and that's what really got me about this uh, suicide that they just automatically claim it was, and that's the reason why. Um, need to contact um, 
Sergeant Nelson um, supervised him and put pressure on him because he should have done the test. They should have done a rape kit. They should have clipped the nails, checked the hair, everything they needed to do, and it all should have been tested. So what we're going to try to do, and hopefully everyone share um, share this video to you never know who may be watching that may know something about it. So definitely share it with all your friends and, um, and hopefully we can um, uh, get some closure for the family and to know exactly what happened. Only thing they asking is them to do their job, do their job that our tax dollars are paying for. And that's what they're asking for. And if, if they do the test, okay, great. But when you have to do your job and just automatically assume, just because of the way this shit appears to be, it doesn't mean that that's that person. Because some days I don't, I wear sweats or uh, mm. shorts or something like that. So people may think anything about me. So, um, but at the same time, that don't give you the right to not do your job, regardless of who it is. You should still do your job and make sure that family have closure and don't just say, "Oh, we'll call it a suicide," and that's it. That's not the way you do it. So, um, I appreciate y'all for giving me this opportunity uh, to come on here and, and uh, let y'all tell y'all story of what's going on. And you can read more about the story if uh, you Google Lisa Johnson out of King County, Washington. Uh, a couple of articles will come up, but not that many of them. So if you know someone, just share this. Maybe it'll get in the right hands of the right people to bring this family closure. And uh, I really feel like the FBI should be involved because this officer did not do his job and other than that um... I just want to mention that uh, both my sister Patricia and I know yeah we called the FBI and of course they said they can't do anything because they have to be invited by King County yeah that's the same thing that Turner General said to his office said pretty much the same thing um, but hopefully at this point, um, we, it's about finding the right person. Now, Jennifer, when she called me back after she talked to you, she sounded like she was, she was hurt about it. So hopefully she's going to pass it on to the right people to open this up, to have them to reinvestigate it and do the proper things. And I'm wondering what did um, Sergeant Nelson do with the samples that that he taken? Because knowing him, if he, he didn't want to do his job, it's no telling what he done with the samples. So that's well, of course we need. I to hope it's out. in evidence. Hope. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so that that will be something I will be working on tomorrow. Um, reaching out to. Um, Sergeant Nelson's supervisor and see if we could get some answers. Now, one of the, I'm going to let you go. Uh, one of the things that I didn't understand, they sent a bag to the funeral home. And this bag was said to be toxic. A bio bag. A bio, bio bag. Hazard. A biohazard bag. And it had what was listed in it and everything. But they kept on, kept on saying, do y'all want it? Do you all want it? Well, but but then again, on the other hand, some of them was telling us we can't give that to them because it's a buy or hazard. And they said what they would do with it was burn it. And the last we heard of it is that they burn it. Now, I don't know what we could have done. They 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 would tell us about it. Well, if this was so hazardous and it came in and everything, why didn't they turn that in? And then say what? And we asked them what would happen to it, and they say it would be burned. Okay. Um, Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just hope 
and pray that wasn't the the test that they actually done. Um, I don't know. I haven't had to experience this personally, yeah. but um, I don't have the answers for those. But what we can do is try to get the answers for it because y'all definitely need the closure on this. And um, it's definitely, it really upset me to hear about the story and people don't want to do their job. A job that y'all are paying for because y'all are the taxpayer in that in that state, in that county, and they still don't want to do their job. So that's that's the issue I'm having with it. And hopefully we can get some answers for you. Um I'm actually gonna sh- share this video with some people and hopefully they can um be able to get some answers also so can't guarantee you anything but i'm gonna do everything i can on my side to help y'all as much as i can to get the word out and hopefully the right person will see this video and say you know what let me get on on board just like i did when i seen the letter that miss pat wrote and and when I listened to her live video, I was like, okay, let me reach out to her because I may not be able to help you much, but I have a platform I can share for you to be able to get the information out there. So um, anything else y'all want to add? It's, it's up to y'all. I don't have a time limit, so it's whatever y'all want. Well, uh, the only other thing I would like for the the state of Washington is that when you live in a different county and your body is found in a different county than where you live, the police should have some way of communicating with each other, sharing the information back and forth, being able to investigate together instead of saying, I can't investigate that county. I don't have jurisdiction. Yeah, on that, unfortunately, whatever county the crime was committed in, they're going to investigate it in that particular county. Now, then again, the county, the crime could have happened in y'all county, but they would have to have proof that it actually happened there in order for both of them to work on it. And and, and from what I, I mean, after speaking with Jennifer today, uh, even though the the uh, the crime was in the city of Seattle, the King County Sheriff Department can't do anything. It had to be done by the Seattle Police. <laughs> okay. That doesn't make any sense either, because if you a city in a county. The county had jurisdiction too. Yes. Here, if if a Dallas County Sheriff officer stopped me, even though I'm not in Dallas, I'm in a county though. So, uh, and I was thinking that's how it is everywhere. If you are the sheriff, you over that county. So someone should have looked into it. But we will get some answers because hopefully everyone tuck the number down to the mayor's office and uh, I give it out again. Mayor Jenny Durkin, 206-684-4000. Call her. Email her. Jenny.Durkin. That's J-E-N-N-Y dot D-U-R-K-A-N at Seattle dot gov. And also on Twitter, Mayor at uh, Mayor Jenny uh, reach out to her. Let's make it known. Let's flood her Twitter, her her um, uh, e- email, and she's also on um, on Facebook. Um, so send her messages. Let's see if we can help this family out. Um, for we can get them some closure because once again, this could be your family member that is going through this. And you will want closer yourself. So share it. Reach out to the mayor. And I'm also reach out to the uh, 
chief of police tomorrow and find out what's going on with uh, Sergeant Nelson, find out why he didn't investigate him, why he didn't do his job. I understand Seattle police is having a lot of issues right now, but you don't throw anything up under the rug just to close the case. So you have to investigate your case. That's the reason why you are with the police department. So that's my input of it. If um, I find out more information, I will send it to you. Uh, just like when Jennifer called, I said, hey, call Mr. Johnson. He could give you more information than I can. And she said, okay. So um, I will continue to do that until we get some answers and, and try to get a closure on this. Thank you, Kurt. Thank no you. problem. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. No problem. You're welcome. Uh, you have been listening to Speak On It with Who You With, Kurt Dog. This is the Johnson family. Lisa Johnson was killed earlier this year. Um, the Seattle Police Department did not investigate it. They're trying to get answers. I will put the mayor information on my page for y'all can call her, email her, uh, tweet her, whatever you want to do. She's also on on uh, Facebook, I believe it's Mayor Jeannie, um, or Seattle Mayor. I'm not sure what it is, but look up under my friends and you'll see it on there because I did start following her page. Um, thank y'all for uh, listening to the show tonight. As always, share it with a friend. I love each and every one of you. Until next time, peace.